The following broadcast is a live production of i3G Media. We welcome you to another edition of Super Sports Saturday here on KOVC, KDAK, and ESPN Jamestown. Here comes Devin Hoffman, his wrist in the goal! Devin Hoffman on a great pass from Tommy Falk. Jordan sets up, taking a deep ball shot to Williams, and he leaps up and makes the catch, touchdown! Goes it out, here's Nelson for the steal, he's all alone, he's going for the slam! Seth Nelson, the steal, the slam! And Yackley swings and drives one to right center field, back to the track, to the wall, and it's gone! Each Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to 12.30, our host Paul McDonald breaks down the latest in North Dakota sports. We send it live to the host of Super Sports Saturday. Here's Paul McDonald. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Super Sports Saturday. I hope it is sunny in 75 wherever you are, but if you're within the sound of my voice, that is incorrect. Yes, Mother Nature has dumped uh, quite a bit of snow on us here, here this, week, this week, and uh, unfortunately because of that, a lot of sporting events postponed, rescheduled, moved around, and all of that here on this weekend. A lot of volleyball was to be going on this weekend, football last night. And now things shifted around and will be played next week. Of course, next week, if memory serves, is NDEA. So, I mean, a lot of kids are going to be out of school too next week. It's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks as we're getting down there as far as football and volleyball. Only less than a couple of weeks left to go in the regular season for both as we're already starting the positioning for playoffs and getting ready for seedings and all that as we head towards the final month of the regular season. Normally, we start off this show with scores from last night and what happened on Friday night. Well, not a lot. And so we can tell you a little bit of what did happen on Friday night in high school football. Bishop Bryan, winners over to Lax Burlington, 39-14. And you'll notice a lot of these games out west. Bowman County over Richard and Taylor Hebron, 47-19. Dickinson defeated Williston in AAA, 19-14. Divide County, big over Trinity Christian, 62-0. Kenmare, Bow Bells, Burke Central over Tioga, 44-2. Kilder defeated Dickinson Trinity, 21-12. Lewis and Clark, our Redeemers, over Partial White Shield, 34-6. Mohall, Lansford, Sherwood defeated Surrey, 16-6. And Velva Sawyer over Nidros by final of 42-14. Now the big schools, the AAA schools in Fargo, they played their games on Thursday. And a look at what happened there, Shanley. They continue to play well in their move up to AAA. They defeated Grand Forks Red River 10 to nothing. Grand Forks Central losing to West Fargo Cheyenne 44 nothing. It was Fargo South over Fargo North 14-6 and West Fargo. They were uh, they lost to Fargo Davies by final of 30 to Six and look at the uh, East standings. Fargo Davies and AAA still on top at five and zero. Fargo by Cheyenne and Shanley. Then Fargo South and West Fargo, Grand Forks, Food River, and then North and Central. And in the uh, western part of the state, of course, those games uh, were uh, bounced around. And the only game that was played in the West in AAA was the Dickinson-Williston game, which, again, Dickinson won 19 to 14 century coming into the week was still on top at 4-0 then legacy and bismarck high at three and one minot and mandan two and two jamestown one and three and willis and dickinson uh, they of course will have one game up on those teams they are both one and five on the season well let's take a look at uh, some of uh, the reschedulings now since AAA was pretty much the only classification that was able to play last night in at least in this part of the state here are some of the games in our neck of the woods that have been rescheduled or maybe are waiting to be rescheduled. We'll start uh, with the Valley City, the Highlander game against Devil's Lake. That game will be played Monday night at 7 o'clock. Now, again, they're waiting to find out if it's going to be Hannah Field or Shelley Ellick Field at VCSU. That all depends on uh, how much snow is you know, looking out the window right now. looks like the snow is starting to fly again a little bit with some flurries. Could also just be what's been blowing around, but waiting to see how much uh, snow we get to decide where that game will be on Monday night. Also, Bismarck Century at Jamestown at Ernie Gates, that game will be a 5 o'clock game on Monday. Now, with that being said, Jamestown was already to play Bismarck High on Wednesday. That game has been moved to Saturday at 7 o'clock at the Community Bowl in Bismarck. 
So again, the Bismarck Century at Jamestown, the Friday night game, will now be Monday at 5. Then Wednesday's game that was scheduled, that'll be moved to Saturday, October 19th at 7 o'clock. That is in Bismarck. Oaks at Northern Cass, Monday night at 6 o'clock. Carrington at Langdon Edmore Munich, that game is 7 o'clock on Monday. Hatton Northwood at Lisbon, 5 o'clock Monday. Wymere Lidgewood at Griggs County, Mid-Dakota, 7 o'clock on Monday. Lamore Litchville Marion against Mayport CG at Mayport CG, Monday night, 7 o'clock. Right now, Thompson at Sargent County. That is a 5 o'clock kickoff in Milner. And right now, the only game really in our area that we're uh, looking for to be rescheduled, Enderlin Maple Valley and Finley Sharon Holt Page. That game still kind of to be determined. It will be Monday, I'm guessing, but it is to be determined what time. Also, the big game in nine-man Region 2, as you have the top two teams, not only in the region, but in the state, New Rockford, Cheyenne, and Cavalier, both undefeated. That game will be Tuesday at 7 o'clock. So, again, the New Rockford, Cheyenne, and Cavalier game, those two teams both undefeated, and New Rockford, Cheyenne, number one in the state, Cavalier, number two. That game will be Tuesday night at seven o'clock so that is an update on the rescheduling of games here as i mentioned that's uh, kind of what this show is going to be at least the first part of it when we're talking football all of the games that have been rescheduled but we do have coaches interviews though we are going to hear from some of our coaches today and we'll start things off with coach scott rourke from the valley city highliners now just remember with these uh, coaches that we talked to as far as the the two football coaches this was done before Mother Nature uh, shook her finger at us and decided to uh, change things around. So a lot of these coaches, it's talking like it's going to be a Friday night game, but uh, or a lot of them might even be thinking that it's going to get switched around, but they didn't know at the time. But first off, Scott Rourke, the head coach of the Valley City Highliners. Back here in our pregame show, Valley City getting ready to take on the Firebirds of Devil's Lake. Coach Scott Rourke joining us here from the Highliners and you know, I, you, you look at the, the game last week, Coach, the homecoming victory against Wapaton, and Highlander football is getting a lot like, uh, you know, the, the old Viking football teams, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. You run the ball, you play strong defense. But last week, um, we'll start with the running game, uh, 447 yards uh, uh, on the ground. Have you had a team that's uh, done things like that before on the ground? Yeah, we've had, a, we've had teams before that could uh, – take care of the ground game like that. So um, we've had a, you know, a good group of kids and just trying to figure out what we can do best. And that's kind of like what I like to do. I like to run the football and stay uh, conservative with it. And uh, our kids are buying it and we're getting things done. And you've got a lot of different options. Obviously, Max gets the bulk of the carries, but uh, you look with uh, Hanson and, and with Mitchell and then your kids that came off the bench, and uh, and I think uh, Wendell had a, a couple of great carries. It just looks like you've got a good, stable core of running backs that can really help with that ground game. We do. Uh, it's nice to have some depth there, and we've got guys that make holes for the kids and um, makes makes our job easier sometimes, obviously, just let's get hand the ball off and, and see what we can get. Is that offensive line a veteran line coach? Is that one of the reasons too, that they're, uh, that they're so good that they're a veteran group? Absolutely. Um, you know, Riley Gerhardt's third year starting for us there and Landon Hanson's played a lot of football as a junior from BCN and Carson McGoff's been there for a few years with Forrest too. And Hayden Jones has, uh, you know, the newbie in there in the whole group is Devin Thornton. But we've got uh, plenty of uh, veteran guys for uh, him to play besides. And then on the other side of the football, we've already talked about this group of uh, defensive players, a veteran group. They know what their assignment is. They know what they need to do. With each passing game, too, does the confidence just continue to grow, not just defense, but as a unit? Well, I, I think so, a little bit. You know, and confidence is a very shaky thing. You want to make sure you don't get on that side of arrogance and you know, think you just walk out and play and dominate people, but um, they've done a great job uh, week, week in, week out as we've gone down the stretch the last four weeks, and, um, you know, hopefully it'll continue for us. Now Devils Lake comes in uh, the last year. I think it was a 6 nothing victory for the Highliners, a uh, defensive battle. It looks like they, uh, too, are a fairly good defensive team. Last week they take Hillsborough Central Valley to overtime and lose 14-13. What do you expect out of the Firebirds? 
Well, I think it's going to be the same type of game this year with them. Uh, they play strong defense. They like to run the football just like we do. And, you know, I think it's going to come down to turnovers, um, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, our special teams has just been outstanding the last few weeks with field position. And uh, hopefully, you know, that'll be the case for us too. And, uh, you know, with uh, Austin, it, it, you've got a guy that can kick the ball. Is that something, too, in the back of your mind that, well, you know, we do have someone that you've seen a 36-yarder, and, and it's a high school kid, so I know, but still, you've got somebody back there that if you need that, you've got that in your in your arsenal? It's nice to have that luxury. We've never had that, you know, very often. And, uh, you know, you don't think much about it in high school because you're not used to it. But, you know, those three points, um, many points are going to be critical, I think. Well, as you and I are talking your Thursday morning, Coach, obviously uh, looks like uh, things may get changed. It could be a Monday night game. We don't know. We'll know uh, more uh, later on. But and is that as a coaching staff, you can't worry about that. You've got a game to prepare for, so you'll, you'll let the, the uh, people, that uh, the powers that be, worry about that, and you just prepare for the game? Absolutely. It's not my job to worry about it. Um, Devil's Lake's going to have to deal with the same thing, something a little odd. Um, we'll just have to deal with it as it comes. All right. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time as usual, and uh, good luck here with the Firebirds on Friday night or Monday night or whatever night we play. Thank you, Paul. You bet, Coach. That is Coach Scott Roy joining us from the Valley City Highliners, back with more of our pregame. And again, that conversation I had with the Coach on Thursday morning. Of course, we all know now that game will be coming up here on Monday night. And looking at the AA standings in the East coming into play this week, Hillsborough Central Valley and Valley City right now tied at 2-0. Kindred, they actually got to play their game. They played Wapiton on Thursday and defeated the Huskies 35 to nothing. Kindred, they are number three. And then Devils Lake Firebirds, they're one and one. Central Cast, 0 and two. And then uh, Wapiton at 0 and three. And the uh, Central Cast. Hillsboro game that is uh, going to be Monday night I believe I saw it's Monday night at seven o'clock too that game is going to be rescheduled out west in double a Beulah is still the top team at two and oh now Hazen got a win because they were scheduled to play Stanley on Friday and of course that game became a forfeit so they come in next at two and one and then Turtle Mountain Community High School Bismarck St. Mary's and Watford City all one and one in the West in Class AA. Now we'll shift our attention to Class AAA. So I mentioned the Jamestown Blue Jays. They were to uh, take on Bismarck on uh, Bismarck Century here at home Friday night. That game is now going to be played on Monday at Ernie Gates, and that'll be a 5 o'clock kickoff. Well, of course, Steve Linsmeyer early this week chatted with the coach, Bill Nelson. The Jamestown High football team falls 21-13 last Friday night to Minot, getting ready to play Century this week and when that game is going to be played or if it's going to be played, still up in the air. But uh, we'll talk about it uh, coming up in just a few minutes. But Bill Nelson joins us right now. Coach, how are we doing? Hey, we're doing good. We're doing good. A little... A little light precip in the air and sun's shining and well, somewhat, not yeah. really, but it was out the first couple right? days this week. It was Kai was nice, huh? Yeah. It was like I was ready to start suntanning, but and that's not an option. So <laughs> No, you we had sun, we had you sun tanning? Oh yeah. We'll just that we don't need to talk about that on the air. So <laughs> Well Yeah, right. Good one. We talked like, about severe pastiness. So the my my melon gets burnt, my legs, maybe my arms, and that's that's as much suntan as I get. Yeah, I so. know the feeling. Uh, well, let's uh, go back a little bit. We obviously talked about the uh, the Minot game a little bit after the fact, but twenty one thirteen loss on uh, on Friday night, and really just a, a great effort from your guys, and and gave Minot everything they could handle. There was a lot of things to like about having Friday night. Like I told you, Friday night it was really hard to come away disappointed. And then uh, I think Chris sent our our stats yesterday. And look at the stat line. If you didn't look at the, if you looked at the stat line, and you didn't see the score. You'd have thought that you know we were in control of that game and. We had chances. I mean, and woulda, coulda, shoulda, but the the as hard as the kids played, uh, I have, yeah, come walk away happy, winner, loser, draw. It was, would you like to get the W? Yeah, you would have. But it's like we're told the kids you're that close, that close from a play here and a play there, and that being a different outcome, you know. And that's a pretty darn good football team who's battled with some other teams in the state, and it's. You know, we're getting there. We're just keep plugging along and keep working. And yeah, there was a, a lot of things to uh, to like about Friday night, and uh, I, I thought the the most impressive part of Friday night was the fact that your defense was put in a few situations where they had their backs against the wall, but I thought they responded quite we well. Had that bend but don't break mentality, you know, and take out the 
kind of take out that first series. We had to get acclimatized to acclimatize, whatever the word may be, you know, to things. And, and after that, you talk about do your job all the time, you know, assignment, alignment, and technique and coach Frank Harps bond. And it's take out that first drive. We were very good. You know, we were very stingy run defense and pass game. I think we get, give two passes that it's, you know, they threw some different things at us, but when teams start to go away from the norm, you know, you're, you're probably taking some things away that we want to do. And we, we dared them to pass the ball that we wanted to stop the run game. So, and we, do we stop it wholeheartedly? No, but we slowed it down quite a bit. So as far as the, you look at stats, what they had coming into the game, you know, so feel real good about that. And the, the moves that we made were felt pretty effective. So offensively, how did you feel that went? I know there were some, there were some moments where you guys were moving the ball pretty well, but some others where maybe you would like a couple plays back. You know, I think there's always opportunities out there. I will say this. I said, I think the offensive line probably played their best game of the year. They, I mean, do we give up a couple things here and there? Yeah, we still got to run the ball better, but their pass protection was probably the best we've seen all year long. Tremendous improvement from the week, week, you know, week before that. So, um, you don't want to play a perfect game, Steve. You and I both know that, and it's there's always things to improve upon. And and uh, but like I said, it it told the kids too. It was a different feeling at halftime. It was a different feeling after the game. It just it, it's it's. It, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just a different feeling amongst them that you got a different vibe in the locker room pregame, and then it, you really could feel it at halftime, you know. And we were we were we were that close. It's like fellas, we just we keep doing what we're doing, you know, stay together, give tremendous effort, have tremendous attitude, and, and things are going to go our way. Well, Tommy chucked it around thirty six times uh, on Friday night. <laughs> I, I know did. that's I know that's not maybe necessarily the ratio you want, but that's kind of where you guys had to go to. No, but. You know, and that's you know, there's he had a lot of had a lot of good balls and receivers running good routes and I'm sure he'll come back and he probably would like to hit this one back or that one back and you know, it's it's one of those where he keeps evolving and improving. The more and nothing is too much for him is from a standpoint of, you know, hey, can we do this, can we do this, can we do this? Let's do it. You know, so he, he's he's on board and it's uh yeah. 36 times. I didn't even look at that. That was a lot, huh? <laughs> that's, I would say that's probably the most that a Jamestown football team has had in a long time. I think it has been. And if it was in, if your, if it was in your world, you'd like to see 40-plus probably, huh? Oh, I'd like to see him yeah, chug it around whatever. 35, 40 times a game. Whatever. So, <laughs> Bill yeah. Nelson's our guest, head football coach of the Jamestown Blue Jays. John Madden football, though, you notice, right? Yeah, yeah but exactly. you could still chuck it around. It's fun. Yeah. Um, well, let's get re- let's look ahead a little bit. Obviously, the weather is going to play a bit of a factor into uh, what happens here in the next uh, couple of days uh, leading up to this game against Century. But one way or another, you're going to take the field against uh, the Century Patriots here in the next couple of days. We'll see them. It's just a matter of when. Um, there's a couple of different situations, and um, I know meteorologists and a lot of people are. There's different possibilities out there, and we'll kind of we'll know more Thursday. There's a couple of different options out there, and. Um, I'd say that the chances that we're going to play on a Friday night are pretty slim. Um, we will get the game, and it's just a matter of when, you know when and where. So um, as soon as we know something more concrete, let you guys know, and we'll get it out on social media and get it out to the people that need to know, powers that be. And um, plain simple, we're seeing the best team in the state of football, or best team in North Dakota. And it's they're big, they're strong, they're athletic, they're physical. You know, they're they're very well coached. Um, that's what you're going to get. From Century, Coach Wingenbach, they they do everything right, and told the kids after the game. And if you can't get excited for having the number one team in the state coming into your place late in the season, you probably shouldn't be in that locker room. So the other challenges, darn right, there's challenges. Are we going to be up for them? We're going to put our best foot forward and and get after it. whenever that may be. Maybe it's Friday, maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's Monday. We'll see. Well, they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the state in Cade Feeney. What kind of challenges does that offense present? You know, he can, and something that they haven't brought out. And when his brother was playing, they they kind of kept in their back pocket. They haven't put a whole lot of the quarterback run game in stuff yet. And that's kind of keeping their pocket because all of a sudden you start running him. And now you have to count for, you know, it takes, he's out of the run game when they're, when he's handing it off. But a uh, tremendously athletic young man. And I told, told somebody, I said, this would be like the, I think in the last nine years, we've had to see, we've seen a, We've seen a Phoenix quarterback for seven of them. You know, obviously we didn't play the varsity the last two years, but you're still watching games. You're still, you know, hearing the Phoenix name, and and uh, he's similar, but he's different. He's 
a smaller, more compact version than his brother, but he's still an athlete. He's still a tremendous competitor and still makes plays. Well, if you want to go back even further, you could toss a guy that's now playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles in that mix. Yeah, he's not a Feeney, but he's still pretty <laughs> good. So, but I, you know, that was before my time in coming here, but you still watched and hear names and, and knowing the NDSU guys. And they, you know, I remember Chris, Chris Kleinman saying when he was the D coordinator way back when that, you know, you had to watch out for this Wentz kid, and he, he's the best quarterback we saw all year. So obviously you knew something special was was coming yeah. there. And I think when he was a freshman, he was like, what, 5'8", 125? So yeah, and I I five, believe, six, I don't know this for sure, but I believe I was told that his senior year, he actually did not play against Jamestown due to an injury. So that that was before my time. Yeah, it was so before my time as well. But so yeah, they, they've had some pretty good streaks of quarterback play uh, there in in Century. And I remember uh, that because when we played Century, that was Dalton Feeney's second game back a couple of years ago. And yep. on the second play of the game, he threw a seventy-four yard touchdown. I was like, okay, this is a little bit. But different. if you remember that game, we we were right there at half. We just we had that we we had kept the three four in the back pocket. We played the four three all year because Fletcher had left, and then we brought out the three four and we were able to. To neutralize things pretty well that first half and then second half we just they their depth got the best of us and yeah, yeah. and Dalton decided to, yeah we were kind of hoping that year I think the game before us we played Dickinson he threw for five touchdowns like well I guess he's going to be back yeah us. <laughs> yeah he's back uh well anyway uh getting ready to, for your team what kind of things do you guys have to focus on for yourself playing a team that's this just, good in this just talented? worry about us do do what we need to do you know take care of the ball obviously offensively give tremendous effort you know, like I told fellas at the game, I wanted to win that game. We want to win that game against Bryant so bad. But you can't be disappointed with how hard they played. You know, and they stayed together. There was no blame game going on, which there has never been with this group. You know, it's always about picking the other guy up and it's about the guy next to you. And things will take care of themselves. Good things happen to good people. So we're going to keep plugging away. And, and like I said, if you can't get excited for playing number one team in the state and, and I – they were my preseason number one going into the year, and I I have a hard time seeing anybody. Did you know? Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um. Obviously, uh, it's going to be awfully tough for you guys to uh, to get into any sort of uh, playoff picture here uh, with the. You know that there there's a small chance where, you know, if we can get to the last three, there's a small chance. It's a small chance, but it's still a chance. Yeah. Right. Got it. The door's still open. Dang right, it is. So not closed. <laughs> take care of business and get out and compete our tails off with Century and we'll the chips fall where they may. And then we got Bismarck High next. Well, coach, good luck this weekend. Hey, thank you. You stay warm, okay? I will. Don't worry about you being cold. Yeah. You know, make sure you got some thermals with. And I'll be just fine. Especially <laughs> if it's play, well, if it's played Friday, I won't be there. But if it's played Monday, I'll I'll be there and I'll be warm. Gotcha. Well, if you <laughs> go down, what was it the the where they where they ride in across? Was it uh, what's the old movie with Jim Carrey? All the um, is Dumb and Dumber, yeah, the yeah. the dogmobile, yeah, the dogmobile, or else you get, maybe get a moped and ride down with somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that Stay is Bill nice Nelson, <laughs> head football coach of the Blue Jays, joining us here on ESPN Jamestown. Oh, it's always a good time when we hear from Coach Nelson. Thanks again to Steve Lensmeyer there and uh, Coach Nelson again. As we mentioned, that game against Century Monday night, five o'clock at Ernie Gates Field, and then the game against Bismarck High that was to be played Wednesday. That game is now Saturday. At 7 o'clock, that'll be at the Community Bowl in Bismarck against Bismarck High. And Century, as I mentioned, number one team in the state. They got all 21 first-place votes in AAA poll this week. Fargo-Davies is number two, Shanley three, West Fargo-Shan four, and Fargo-South number five. And in AA, Hillsborough-Central Valley, they garnered all 21 first-place votes. Beulah two, Devils Lake three, and in Bismarck, St. Mary's, and Valley City are tied at that number four spot in Class AA. So let's look at AA and AAA football here this morning on Super Sports Saturday. Glad you could be with us on this Saturday morning. Now we go to Region 1 Class Single A. And again, games there moved around. Lisbon, their game uh, has been uh, moved around again. Let's uh, grab my sheet. They're going to be playing at 5 o'clock on Monday. That is when their game against uh, Hatton Northwood will be coming up again on Monday. Oaks. Their game is going to be at seven, 6 o'clock here on 
Monday night as well. So we'll uh, re over, go over again all of those rescheduled games. Here we go. Oaks and Northern Cass at 6 o'clock on Monday night. Lisbon, Hatton, Northwood, 5 o'clock on Monday night. They're the top two teams in Region 1. Thompson, they're number three, followed by Hatton, Northwood, Northern Cass, Sargent County, Ellen Elgin, Cullum, and Oak Grove. And Thompson was to play Sargent County. That game again will be Monday night at uh, 5 o'clock in Milner. Hatton Northwood, already mentioned them, at Lisbon. And uh, those are the games that are changed around in Northern Cass against Oaks. We've talked about those for Region 1. Region 2, Langdon, Edmore, Munich, the number one team in the state, and 5-0 and in the region. Harvey, Wells County, Rugby, Grafton, Carrington, West Hope, Newburgh, Glenburn, Park River, and Bono. Rounding out the Region 2 standings, Carrington, their game against Langdon area, Edmore, Munich. That game, again, has been moved to Monday night, 7 o'clock as that's the Battle of the Cardinals in Langdon. And then we go to nine-man Region 1. Up there is Finley Sharon Hope Page, the number one team at 7-0. and And uh, they are to be uh, hosting uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, they are hosting Enderlin Maple Valleys, who they were to play. Still waiting to decide uh, when that game will be made up. As Enderlin Maple Valley, the Falcons 4-3, and 3-3 three, three and three in the region, 4-3 and three overall. First year moving into nine-man football. At Finley Sharon Hope Page, still waiting the time and day that game will be made up. Mayport CG, they were hosting Lamar Literal Marion. That game is going to be Monday night at 7 o'clock. And also the Griggs County Midcota game, they were hosting Wymere Lidgewood in Region 1 action. That too, Monday night at 7 o'clock. And then the big one that we were talking about earlier, Region 2, Nine Man Cavalier and New Rockford Cheyenne, number one and two in the state, number one and two in the region. Tuesday at 7 o'clock is when that game will be made up. So, again, they are number one and two in the state. New Rockford Cheyenne got 16 of the 18 votes. Cavalier got the other two. Finley Sharon Hope Page is number three in the state, followed by Linton HMB and Ray Powers Lake. And in class, uh, that's a nine-man. In class A, 11-man, Langdon, Edmore, Munich, number one, getting all 18 votes. Velva, number two. Lisbon, three. Bowman County, four. And Oaks at number five, the most recent of the polls there. Well, that's going to wrap things up as far as the football segment here on Super Sports Saturday. Don't forget, coming up here at about 11.45, 11.50, our final segment, a new show that we're going to have, a new segment that we'll have here. We actually debuted it a couple of weeks ago. Nick Simonson. He is an outdoor outdoor host of uh, the uh, show Dakota Edge Outdoors, and we're going to hear our outdoors each and every day, each and every week here on Super Sports Saturday, a 10-minute segment from Nick about the great outdoors. And uh, so we'll have that first segment coming up here around 1145 this morning here on Super Sports Saturday. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to volleyball and see what's going on in the volleyball world. We've got that on the way. You're listening to Super Sports Saturday. The biggest adventures start with the biggest dreams, and you can make them come true with the 2019 Honda Pioneer 1000. It's a Sports A 999cc engine, a six-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission, and an impressive 2,000-pound towing capacity, which means you can do it all, hunting, fishing, trail riding, and more. Just head to Gun & Reel Sports on 1st Street West Jamestown and check out the Honda Pioneer 1000 today. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelts and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. Count on your independently locally owned HealthMart Pharmacy to play a key role in keeping you and your pets healthy all year long. HealthMart Pharmacists are a trusted health care resource. Carrington Drug is now offering two-dose pet medications for calming, agility, joint care, skin and coat, medications, or to boost your pet's immune systems. Check out TrueDose. For all the details, stop in and talk to your HealthMart Pharmacist. Remember, HealthMart Pharmacists have a personal commitment to their community. Carrington Drug, 415 Main Street. Or call 652-2521. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. Check out the daily specials at Central Avenue Health Mart Pharmacy, your locally owned pharmacy. Every Monday is Memory Mondays. 20% off scrapbookings and picture frames. Tuesday is buy one, get one single greeting cards. Wednesday is Whimsical Wednesday, 20% off home decor. Thursday is Toy Thursday, 20% off all toys. Friday is Fabric Friday, 20% off all crafts. Saturday, take 10% off any essential oils. Your trusted healthcare resources, Central Avenue Health Mart Pharmacy, downtown Valley City. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. 
Hey listeners, this is Casey Glant with Go Promo, the region's number one promotional vendor for your school. If your school, team, or fans need custom apparel with embroidery and screen printing services and you need them on time, just Go Promo. Need an easy way for everyone to place their order? Just Go Promo. Go Promo creates custom online stores just for your school or team and kicks back 10% of sales to you as a fundraiser. Visit justgopromo.com or call 877-99-PROMO to learn more. Go Promo. Consider it branded. That just seems like a rocky kind of day today. Good morning, Paul McDonald with you. It is Super Sports Saturday here on KDAK and ESPN Jamestown, of course, KOVC in Valley City. Hope you're all having a safe and staying warm here on this Saturday morning. And going back to football just again, uh, talking some college football, just a reminder, as far as uh, UJ is concerned, is uh, University of Jamestown, they got Nebraska safe and sound, so their game's going to kick off at 1 o'clock this afternoon. They're taking on Doan today as the Jimmies try to make it a two-game winning streak coming off that big 13-10 home, uh, homecoming win last week against Concordia, Nebraska, trying to make it uh, two in a row, taking on Doan today, 12-30 is the pregame show with Steve Linsmeyer and the kickoff at 1 o'clock this afternoon from Doan. Now, for the Valley City State University Vikings, their game moved from today will be played tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Well, I always hope to do a Vikings-Saints game on a Sunday, but I was thinking Minnesota-New Orleans, but this this will work too. Valley City State and Presentation College coming up tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Now, Viking fans, just a reminder, that game can be heard on Q101. It'll be on KQDJ FM 101.1 Q101 tomorrow for the Valley City State and Presentation College game. Pre-game at 2.30 and the kickoff from Swisher Field in Aberdeen will be at 3 o'clock. So that game will be on Q101 tomorrow afternoon. We'll have Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles here on KOVC. But again, the Vikings and Saints college football matchup from Aberdeen will be at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon in Aberdeen, and that will be on Q101. Let's take a look at uh, volleyball to uh, here for today. Now, there was going to be a big tournament in Fargo. The Fargo Shields uh, Invitational Tournament was going to be held to yesterday and today. Uh, Valley City did not make it. Obviously, they were not traveling, and uh, Jamestown also not traveling. They did play some games, though, as, of course, the Fargo schools were already there. And Aberdeen Central had already made the trip, so they did play some games in that tournament yesterday. And a look at uh, what happened. Aberdeen Central in their pool play, they went one and two. They defeated Fargo South in straight sets, lost two to one to uh, Fargo Davies, and then lost two to one to Fargo North in their pool play. Fargo Davies swept South and also swept the Fargo Old Grove. And Oak Grove did pick up wins against North and then came back and defeated Fargo Davies JV while the Fargo Davies JV defeated both South and North. So they put together a little tournament yesterday, even though teams that were going to come uh, there, we had, I want to say that they had close to uh, 20 some teams, if not more. Uh, I believe they had uh, four pools or, or six pools of four teams, which would, uh, my heart, Matt, uh, Moorhead Matt tells me that's about 24 teams. But, of course, a lot of them could not make it because of the weather, Valley City and Jamestown being two of them. So they put together their own little tournament for the teams that were already in Fargo yesterday. Let's take a look at the EDC standings going into this weekend. Fargo Davies still had yet to lose in the East region. They are on top, Fargo by uh, West Fargo Cheyenne, Shanley, West Fargo High, Grand Forks Red River, Valley City, South, North, Devil's Lake Central, and Wapaton. And speaking of the Valley City Highliners, they went into Fargo, West Fargo here on Tuesday and came up with a big four-set win against the Packers. They won the first two sets and then were up to in the end went into the third set. West Fargo had a big 9-1 lead, went on to win that third set 25-11. But then the Highliners came back and won the fourth set to win the match three sets to one. And I had a quick conversation with Coach Matty Cruff after the match. Uh, Coach, first off, a big two-point win for your team tonight in the yeah. standings. Yep. And you needed this one to get kind of back into that upper half, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yep. Big time? 
Was, Big time. How yes. about confidence-wise for this team? It was on fire tonight. Yep. Um, um, you know, our girls talked about before a game that uh, things that we wanted to fix from our last game, and they did it. I mean, we talked about, like, we need to start strong and finish strong, kind of put those two pieces together. And I'm so proud of them. And our defense, on fire tonight. I mean, we were moving our feet. We weren't getting stuck. We are reading things. And another thing that we talked about, too, is, like, some of our girls talked about, like, you know, are we, are we being scrappy or unorganized? And we're making plays tonight on things that we normally would have, like, let go or just pushed back over, right? We're making points off of, of scrappy things. So it was, it was beautiful. I'm so proud of them. They took the pressure off, and they just went for it. And I kept my mouth shut like I didn't in the Red River game because I had to say something about a five-setter at Red River. So I'm that that loss is on me. I didn't say a word tonight. You lose that third set. They kind of dominated, but it almost looked like you got out of rhythm. You had the rotation issues, yeah. and that kind of got you out of rhythm a little bit. Yeah, that was on me. Uh, we Well, we missed the rotation check at the lineup, too, uh, the first one. So we didn't kind of catch that, and then we were going through. But you know what? Even, that, even though that happened, I mean, that was on me, um, my girls – got caught on the word but they are still rolled with it and they still got in there and they still played and that that's just showing me that they're mentally tough that they're getting there and it's it's awesome uh, it's just maddie being maddie let's just keep playing yeah <laughs> <laughs> well now this weekend the fargo invite big tournament east yep. west come together uh you have shanley i think aberdeen central and st mary's in your pool yep just your thoughts on uh, this weekend here in fargo you know i'm excited i mean after something like this we're coming on a high i mean Let's go. <laughs> like, we're ready to rock and roll. Exactly. You, you, want, you wish it was tomorrow. Yes. I mean, well, this is the best. I think the girls are talking like this is the best we've played. I mean, just like rhythm-wise and getting all of our stuff, like all the components in. I mean, not only strong offense, but strong defense and just all around talking. Um, really can't ask for much more. And I think, if that, I mean, this is not like we've set the bar here and we want to keep going. Well, you can stand in my win anytime as long as you get wins when you do it. <laughs> Sounds Deal. good. Yeah. That'll work. Maddie, congratulations on the win tonight. Thanks for stopping Thank by. Thank you very much. That is uh, Coach Maddie Cruff, and, and I was uh, situated on the floor level and a couple of times. She kind of got in my way, and that's what that's uh, kind of an inside joke there. But the Highlanders, of course, did not go to Fargo. And next up now, they've got West Fargo Cheyenne coming to Valley City in a big match on Tuesday night, and that one you can hear here on KOVC. Take a look at the West Region standings in volleyball coming into this week. Bismarck High right there on top as they are 10-2 in the conference with 11 points. Then Jamestown, Century, and Mandan, all with 10 points at 2 uh, three and four. So there's a three-way tie for second place with those teams. Bismarck High, 14 and five overall. Jamestown, 13 and four overall. Century, 16 and two. And Mandan, 14 and five. Then you have Bismarck, St. Mary's, Dickinson, Minot, Legacy, Willis- Watford City, Williston, and Turtlemont Community High School rounding out the standings in the West region coming into a play here next week. So that's a look at what's going on in the volleyball world on class uh, in Class A. Now we go to volleyball in Class B. And looking at the standings in Region 1, Northern Cass right now leading the way along with Oak Grove, both at 7-0. Milner North Sargent, they have one loss. Richland won the loss. Hankinson with two losses. They are the top five teams in Region 1, followed up by Hankinson, Kindred, Central Chaos, Enderlin, Weimar, Lidgewood, Maple Valley, Lisbon, Tri-State, and Sargent Central rounding out the standings in Region 1 Volleyball. Thompson and Hatton Northwood in Region 2. They are undefeated. Mayport CG with one loss. Then Cavalier with two losses. Grafton, Park River, Hillsborough, Central Valley each with three. Drayton, Valley, Edinburgh, Finley, Sharon, Hope Page, Laramore, Griggs County Central, North Border, and Midway Minto rounding out the Region 2. Then you go to Region 3. And probably one of the toughest regions in the state. And then if you want to go to the district, it's probably one of the toughest districts in the state. Oaks, Carrington, Lamore, Little Marion, uh, Mid-Coda, Barnes County North, Edgley, Cullen, Montpelier, and Ellendale. With Oaks on top at 5-0 and in the district, 8-1 and in the region, 25-2 and overall. Then Carrington, 3-1 and in the district, 5-1 and in the region, 22-1 and overall. And Greg Grenz had a chance to talk with Dale Peasley, the head coach of Carrington, following their win over Barnes County North on Tuesday. And another one in the books. Carrington wins it 3-0 over the Bison of BCN. And head coach uh, Dale Peasley joins us now in his sixth season for the Cardinals. Coach, thanks for joining us here. We appreciate it. And a nice District 5 victory here for the Cardinals tonight, right? Yeah, I think we played well. We're coming out of Saturday. Wanted to get back on the court, play a little bit. I thought we did a pretty good job uh, most of the first two sets. Third set, I thought our passing was a little off target and it made us scramble a little bit more than we'd like to. But otherwise, it was a good set. Nice balance from all over the place. Blocks, hits, digs. Good job. 
yeah, third set there. I think it was back and forth, tied at 9, 10, 11, 12. Then you pulled away at the uh, final moments, moments there. So Yeah, we sometimes just kind of get in a lull and you're just going to keep pushing through. And, and we kind of, I don't know, we slowed up. They did some nice things. They helped the blocks a few times. And we had some nice swings and they had some good digs on it. Uh, the second set, they had a couple of nice balls hit deep metal. We didn't, uh, we didn't go scramble too. So they did some nice things. It's a very young group, obviously. So they're, um, they're a work in progress. Um, Hannah Hoggle and Bella Hone leading the way in kills again tonight. Uh, Bella Hone just seeing the floor well again here tonight. Yeah, she has great vision. Mm -hmm. And the other girls are learning too, is do, doing different things as far as tipping and hitting. And yeah, Bella's just uncanny at sometimes what she sees. And you know, if we tell her, hey, the girl's there, she'll go somewhere else. And she can see that a lot of times ahead of time. Hannah's reach is to get so much better power and attack and changing her angle of swing so it's not so easy to predict. And, Mara is sometimes amazing. She's the shortest hitter out there, and she hits through the blocks. It's something else. Nice swing she has. Sydney too, uh, Lexi, you know, both, both are doing a great job with optional things. And Sydney, uh, Sydney with working in tips and that long reach she has, and Lexi working angles. And as again, as a shorter hitter, but is pretty effective. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, that really helps. Tessa Page uh, had a nice job serving tonight. I think I had her down for three aces tonight. So. She's our ace machine. Yeah. Uh, Saturday was a lot of games. Eight or nine, one match. It was, mm -hmm. was crazy for two sets. Yeah. Very effective. And really working on her short, long, uh, you know, hard, soft serves and moving it around, moving around to the back line, making her effective serve. Yeah, very good weapon. Uh, let's talk a little bit about last Saturday. Made it uh, first time for the Cardinals to at the Laker Invite Volleyball Tournament in Delax to the championship on Saturday. So yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, there are a few teams there that, that will be at state. I mean, that weren't there that will be at state, but there are a lot of teams there who will or are battling for state, um, and that's a quite a match to be able to get, get game. Excuse me, tournament to get into to play some competition. You don't always get to see. Obviously, our win uh, you know, rugby uh, team coming who was undefeated. We had get able to beat them. MPB is a little surprising to the finals. We had four of our region in the final eight. Mm -hmm. yep. And they could beat past them and playing Langdon and beating Langdon is, that's not easy for anybody any year. So it was yep. nice to get that a tough win. And our Redeemers is a very good squad and, and we we're able to pull it out against them. But second place finish in that tournament is pretty good. Another tournament coming up, maybe this Saturday. Maybe, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm seeing some white in the forecast, but hopefully we don't have the snow that's coming. Yeah. Uh, we want to get that one, it's a home tourney. And, it's just nice to be home and play, what, six matches, probably get on that day. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, then we're looking ahead to Oaks. We want to be able to sharpen up for, for that big matchup at home. One Tuesday. week away from tonight, Oaks Tornadoes, right? Yeah, yep. that's, okay. I mean, that's always a big deal. I, get, yep. I know we get Beck coming in, too, TV coming in. Yes, mm -hmm. you guys are there, yep. and it's, it's fun. People should come out and watch that. Uh, right now, there's a computer ranking. One site has computer ranking, and it has Oaks 2 and us 3. Okay. So if you want to watch a top three battle there it is yep yeah. <laughs> uh now uh, things start uh if they do at 8 a.m this saturday in carrington right correct okay yeah all right uh, you bought turtle mountain first i believe or turtle turtle lake, lake. turtle lake there turtle lake okay. and benson county and then bishop ryan in our pool play okay yeah and you'll be playing in the west gym back right. in the old gym yeah back in the old gym <laughs> all right sounds good we'll it's let okay. you go yep all thanks right. uh, coach Beasley, for joining thank us you. and uh, good luck uh, on saturday and Against Oaks, so. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, thanks very much, Greg. Greg Greds with the conversation with Coach Tail Peasley. And, uh, of course, that tournament not going on today here uh, in Carrington. It is going to be next Saturday, October 19th, again, starting at 8 a.m. So, again, that Carrington uh, tournament, that'll be next Saturday is when they will be playing that beginning at 8 a.m. in Carrington. Again, they are taking on Oaks on Tuesday. Oaks right now, if you go by region standings, they are number one in the district. And Carrington, number two. Oaks is 5-0 and in district play. Carrington is 3-1. and one. And as far as the region, Oaks at 8-1. and one. And Carrington at 5-1 and one in region three. Each team with just two losses total on the season. That should be a dandy in uh, coming up on Tuesday. I'll wrap up the uh, volleyball segment here this morning on Super Sports Saturday. 
And a couple other things uh, to uh, pass along. Of course, uh, cross-country, the EDC cross-country meet, that was to be run today in Moorhead. And just a reminder, that has been rescheduled for Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday on the 6th, uh, 15th of October. That'll be in Moorhead at Johnson Park in Moorhead. And the schedule has the Varsity Girls going first. They'll go at 2 o'clock. The Varsity Boys will be running at 2.30. The Middle School Girls at 3. And the Middle School Boys at 3.30. That's the EDC meet in Moorhead coming up on Tuesday. So that is the uh, next uh, for the EDC meet and also the uh, West Region meet as well. Rescheduled from today as a lot of these meets that were for today moved onto Tuesday of next week. Coming up, our final segment here on Super Sports Saturday. Again, it's our new segment with Nick Simonson. Our outdoors with Nick Simonson coming up in just a few minutes here on AM 1490 KOVC. KDDR, KDAK, and ESPN Jamestown. Bremer Bank is always looking for ways to make managing your finances easier. With a dedicated staff and local decision-making, we're able to provide you with the responsiveness that you deserve. And with Bremer's online banking, bill pay, and mobile banking, you're able to bank when and where it's convenient for you. Contact Bremer Bank today to start banking with ease. Bremer Bank, member FDIC. Bremer Bank, located in the heart of Carrington. Hello from Husqvarna. Sure, you want our mighty outdoor power equipment, but you're embarrassed our rugged dealers like Sven or Bob will know you can't pronounce Husqvarna, the name that means craftsmanship all over the world. So I teach you now how to say Husqvarna. You say husk like corn and varn like varnish without the ish and nah. Like nah, I don't want any other stinking chainsaw or trimmer or more. I want the best in the world. I want Husqvarna. Husqvarna. Tough name, tough equipment. Your local Husqvarna dealer is SNS Auto Electric of Valley City. This is Tara from RM Stout. RM Stout is your premier Ford, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram dealership, and we're proud to have served you and your family for the last 77 years. Whether you're in the market for your very first vehicle or are ready to work with us again, we truly appreciate every opportunity to earn your business. See us at the junction of I-94 and Highway 281 South. Call us at 252-2270 or see us online at stoutcars.com. RM Stout for the best value since Paul McDonald back with you. Super Sports Saturday. It is time now for a new segment we'll have on Super Sports Saturday around this time. Our final segment each and every Saturday. We're going to talk about the great outdoors. And we have Nick Simonson will be joining us. And Nick has his program, Out, Our Outdoors. Let's hear our first installment of Our Outdoors with Nick Simonson on Super Sports Saturday. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Our Outdoors segment of the show. I'm your host, Nick Simonson. We could sit around and talk about the weather, but I'm sure that's been beat to death by this point, and many of you are looking forward and getting ready to get out there. You know, whether you're getting out there for pheasant opener today in some other part of the state, or you are focused on something somewhere down the line, whether it's a weekend or the middle of next week, you know, those opportunities are still going to be there. And with numbers up, this weather has actually given you an opportunity to, you you may miss the start of the season, but you know, continue that strong finish into the late season. So what I want you to think of now is not so much about the snow and how things are going to recover. We've got good habitat on the landscape, and where you have that thicker habitat is where you want to be looking right now after these big snowstorms, after these big deposits, drifts, whatever it might be. When pheasants face cold weather, they're looking for that thermal cover. When temperatures start to drop, they start to move. They move into cattail sloughs. And yes, I know some of those areas are wet, um, so patrol those edges. They can move around quickly in, in in those places. And if there's snow that's starting to pile in on the edges, they can move around. So get your dog in there and let him or her do that work for you and get those birds up. Additionally, pheasants are going to relate to some sort of bunker cover. They're looking for brush lines. They're looking for fir trees. They're looking for spruces. Those shelter belts that are made of one or two types. You have like deciduous, like small bush, like plum or dogwood. And then you have those pine trees. If you have a set like that, that's where pheasants go right now for security and for comfort. 
So take advantage of the natural instincts of these birds to move in someplace deep and to uh, hole up. That's where you should be exploring when you have snow on the ground. Typically, I know, that's reserved for late season, but when you're exploring our outdoors right now, you want to think late season thoughts. You want to focus on that thermal cover because that is where pheasants will be. We talk more about habitat in just a little bit with Rachel Bush. She is the lead for PF here in North Dakota and doing some great things in terms of putting grass in the ground and getting more people involved in hunting. We'll be right back with that after this. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm honored to have Rachel Bush with us today. She is the North Dakota State Coordinator of Pheasants Forever. Uh, she does a lot of work, front lines work, coordinating with the staff here of PF in, in terms of moving habitat and advancing involvement in the outdoors, not just for upland game, but all sorts of great activities. Rachel, thanks so much for being with us. No problem. Glad to join you. And it's sort of like uh, Christmas or New Year's for me. It's the beginning of a new calendar when it's a uh, pheasant opener, and, and we're excited to have you here uh, with us today on the Saturday show. What are some of the big things as you look back this last year and, and look ahead to next year? What are some of the big things in the past 12 months for North Dakota PF? So some of the things we're working on and, and what we've had cooking, I guess, in 2019 is, you know, North Dakota has our dedicated funding through the Outdoor Heritage Fund. And we have, currently we have three grants active through the Outdoor Heritage Fund. And we've, you know, been delivering those throughout 2019. We have, one of them is focused in the Southwest in working with ranchers to improve grazing practices. We have one that's kind of in the north central part of the state, really focused on soil health, working with cropland and addressing saline issues. And then our newest one is really tying in with the precision ag work we do. Um, kind of addressing some marginal cropland acres, putting some perennial cover on the ground, getting some habitat back out there while helping, you know, farmers address those marginal acres. So that's really, I mean, we've been working on that as far as on the habitat front. We've also been doing a lot of activities over the summer, um, focusing on the recruit, retain, reactivate portion and getting more women in the outdoors. Let's go first to that precision ag. I think that's a great niche and a great way of getting some of those marginal acres that aren't so profitable. Can you explain how that process works for North Dakota PF? So, I mean, agriculture right now, technology is big everywhere. Agriculture is not exempt from that. So there's a lot of data out there. Um, and we just think that that's the next step, you know, utilizing that data to help drive decisions on the landscape. So we have two precision specialists here in North Dakota and they really work one-on-one -on -one with um, cooperating growers, looking at helping them, I guess, look at their precision ag data with a different perspective. You know, they're looking at it at the subfield level. So we're not looking, you know, at the whole field. We're down to looking at acre by acre. Um, we're really focusing on the, the ROI. And by doing that, you know, we can identify some of these acres where your return on investment is pretty low. And then because we have a conservation background, you know, we look at options that are out there to address those marginal acres that can not only address the resource concern on those marginal acres, but we can also bring profitability into the picture. Certainly. And, and for those farmers who are looking to maximize that profitability and maybe set aside those acres in terms of those low lands or that riparian area, who would they turn to at PF here in North Dakota? So in North Dakota, we have our two precision specialists. We have Melissa Shockson. She's based out of the southeast part of the state. And then we have Emily Spoliar that covers um, mainly focused in the southwest, but really can go outside of that area, you know, across the river into like Burley and Divide counties. Excellent. Now let's turn to, the, to that second topic you brought up, the R3 projects that are underway. What's on the radar? What's been going on here in North Dakota in terms of getting people involved in the outdoors? So I guess what, what Pheasants Forever has been focusing on, we've really been interested in getting more women in the outdoors. Um, we know that hunter numbers, nationwide hunter numbers are declining, but female hunters seem to be bucking that trend and that we're staying steady or we're actually increasing. So we know women are out there. We know they're interested in the outdoors. We just wanted to provide avenues to help them brush up their skills, you know, maybe learn a new type of hunting. Maybe they've deer hunted before, but have never picked up a shotgun and taken up wing shooting. So some of the things we've done, we've hosted initial um, kind of interest meetings where it's no pressure. We're not going to meet you day one and put a shotgun in your hands, but, you know, introduce people into 
the idea of hunting, of harvesting wild game, of eating wild game. And we do that through some of our women wine and wild game events. And those are really just interest meetings. It gives us a chance to introduce ourselves and the organization to women that might be interested in what we can offer. Um, we've also, this past summer, we've done a series of, of wing shooting events. Um, so they basically bring you in. If you've never shot a shotgun before, teach you the basics and then move you through the process and help you improve and increase your wing shooting skills. And then our capstone event is going to happen in November. We're hosting a two-day women's pheasant hunt down in Ashley. So ideally we get, you know, women that have taken the series, have showed an interest in pheasant hunting, and then they can come at this culmination event and actually go out and harvest some birds. Sure. A really great program there, kind of tapping that field-to-fork scenario and tapping these previously unutilized markets for new hunters. Congratulations on that. That sounds like an awesome setup. Talking here with Rachel Bush, she is the North Dakota State Coordinator for Pheasants Forever. Uh, Rachel, looking at probably the the biggest concern on the landscape uh, when we're talking snowpocalypse here and and we're coming out of what's (laughs) going to be rough winter weather in the the middle of October, it's habitat that helps these birds survive. Uh, And Pheasants Forever is known as the habitat organization. Why is that so important as opposed to stalking birds or doing other things, why is it so important to preserve, protect, and and acquire new habitat? Without habitat, we don't have the birds. And you bring up, you know, stalking birds and, you know, I hope you don't get any hate mail over this or anything because people (laughs) seem to be very passionate about however they feel about it. But my biggest question is, is how do you want to invest? Habitat is going to be there in the long term. It's going to be there for the wild birds. It's going to be there regardless of what our weather does. You know, if we have snowpocalypse in October or whether we have wet springs or drought, we're going to have the habitat base there. Stocking birds, it's an expensive endeavor and it's ultimately it's pretty unsuccessful. The mortality rate on those birds, whether they be chicks or bred hens, is so high that your return on investment in the actual ability to create a sustainable population with stocking birds is is so minimal because mortality rates are so high. I say invest in habitat. The birds are here. It's North Dakota. In a normal year, we're we're number two in the nation for pheasant harvest. So just make sure the habitat's out there. The birds will do their thing. Excellent. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Uh, good luck to you in the field uh, and shoveling out or whatever the case might be. And I uh, hope to see you <laughs> out there this fall. All right. Thanks much. That wraps the show up, folks. Hey, Three great words of advice there from Rachel. Invest in habitat. If you're a landowner or you're a group that's looking to help landowners partner with conservation efforts, reach out to Emily Spoliar. She's eSpoliar at pheasantsforever.org, or you can call her at 517-250-2440, or Melissa Shockman at mshockman at pheasantsforever.org. 701-709-0963. They will help landowners and conservation groups find the programs that work to put more grass in the ground. Because as Rachel said, and as many pheasant hunters know, that's where the birds will be. That's what keeps hunting sustainable, preserving those opportunities for the next generation. Once this weather has cleared, folks, there's going to be opportunities to hunt. Uh, Snow will melt. There'll be those deep cover that you can explore now in the near term, and who knows what will happen in a couple weeks, what the weather will be like. It's fall in North Dakota, so we never know what to expect except for a good time. So I hope you get out there. hope you get on some birds or some deer, and I look forward to seeing you in our outdoors. Thanks very much, Nick. Nick Simonson with Our Outdoors, a new segment we'll have here on Super Sports Saturday. And it'll always be our final segment right between 11.45 and 12 noon, wrapping up the show with Nick. And that's going to be happening each and every week right here on Super Sports Saturday. And you can also catch another show with Nick Simonson called The Weekender. And you can catch that on Thursdays and Fridays on uh, on our AM here on AM 1490 KOVC and also on KDAK up in Carrollton and ESPN. You can check, check it out. It's a three-minute little short vignette with called The Weekender talking about what's coming up that particular weekend and how you can get ready and enjoy the great outdoors. Again, thanks to Nick Simonson, and we'll be joining, he'll be joining us each and every week here on Super Sports Saturday. And if you missed any part of this show, or uh, any part of Nick's uh, comments and his show, you can always catch them on our website at newsdakota.com. Under the Listen tab, we have Super Sports Saturday podcast. That'll be on there. You can listen to this entire show again a little later on today. Also, you can listen to those individual shows on our podcast, whether it's KQDJ podcast, KDAK podcast, or the KOVC podcast. Check it out. 
And also, you can find us on Google Play and iTunes. Always, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Subscribe and listen to all the great shows here on what we have across the I3G Media Network. Coming up at 12 noon, we've got Aaron Tippin on the corner. Steve Innes is going to be joining us. And that's going to wrap things up for today's Super Sports Saturday. Just some programming reminders. High school football, Monday night on KOVC, as the Highliners will take on Devil's Lake. That is a 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. It is a 5 o'clock kickoff as Bismarck Century will be taking on Jamestown. That, again, is Monday night from Ernie Gates Field. And the Carrington, they have a 7 o'clock kickoff on their game coming up on Monday night as well. So games moved around because of the weather from last night. And so that's when we'll have the games coming up here tomorrow, 3 o'clock on KLVC, Valley City State, taking on Presentation College. You can Actually, you can hear that game on Q101. VCSU, Presentation College, that will be on Q101 tomorrow at 3 o'clock. But coming up here at the bottom of the hour at 1230 on ESPN Jamestown, the Jimmies taking on Doan College, 1230 pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff with Steve Lensmeyer. That's going to do it for this week's Super Sports Saturday. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again next Saturday.